Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I'm your co-host, Dallas Montague, and it is awesome to be here in the studio today. We have another guest today, Sean Gresham, and Sean is a singer, actor, and author, and he recently released a new book called The Journey of Barbara Rose. I'm going to read a little piece of the book for you. Barbara Rose's talent has brought her applause, success, and admiration from all over the world, but all of that cannot fill the void that's missing inside of her life. I really like the description of this book because it's something that we can all relate to. I think a lot of us in our life, before we really, really know that we're going to serve God, we kind of fill our life with voids. And if you don't know what that is, it's just something that we fill ourselves with that's supposed to be God. In my life, it was addiction drugs, alcohol, and those things. But for other people, it could be business. It could be success. It can be family even. It can be whatever it is in our life to fill that's supposed to be Jesus. And if you don't know what Teen Challenge is, it's a drug and alcohol addiction center. It's a discipleship program. And so the whole thing is centered on Christ. And so your whole agenda, you start the day with devotions. It's really just this time away from the world to spend time with God. This time in my life was really crucial for me because for 16 months, I spent time at the feet of Jesus with nothing else but my Bible. And reading the description of this book really gives me a great testimony. It could not fill the void that was missing. And so in my life, I was chasing a void. What the world has to offer is beautiful. It's attractive. It looks like it's going to fulfill you, but it never does. It always falls short of satisfaction. It will never satisfy. What we think will fulfill us, if it's not Jesus, it will never satisfy you the way that it's supposed to. And so many of us get caught in this trap of, I'm trying to fill myself with this. I'm trying to fill myself with this. If I just get this promotion, if I can just get this thing, if I can just get there, then everything will be okay. And I'll feel better. I'll feel more successful. I'll feel fulfilled. But that doesn't happen. That's not the truth. The truth is that Jesus is the one who can fill us. He died on the cross for us to be filled by him. There's a verse, Proverbs 14, 12, and it says, There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. And so as we're chasing this void, as we're filling ourselves with these things that won't satisfy, it doesn't seem that bad at first. At first, it's okay. We plan our way, we plan our path, we go, and then in the end it leads to death. And so a lot of us get to the end and we're like, wow, that really didn't fulfill me. Or we fall on the way. On the way to the end, we're like, wow, okay, I got to take a step back because this is not fulfilling me the way that I thought it would. And in this story, Barbara had the talents that brought her applause, success, and admiration from all over the world, and she was chasing it, and it never filled her. And so that's the point I want to say today is that if you guys are trying to fill yourself with something that's not Jesus, I'm going to give you the cheat sheet. It doesn't fulfill you. It will never fulfill you. And so if you guys are doing that, I encourage you to talk to Jesus. Something else that that Sean and I speak about today is that there's a difference between a religious approach at Jesus and a relationship approach at Jesus. And so guys, have a relationship with him. 
That's the secret. The secret of the secret place, a book that I read a long time ago, is that it's just to spend time with God. Have that relationship with God is the secret. And like I mentioned earlier, four years ago, I entered into that program at 18 years old with completely no identity, nothing to offer. I was a complete wreck in my life. I had no hope, nothing. And Jesus picked me up and he saved me. And so through that program, I found the discipleship that I needed. And I met Jesus in an entirely new way. And I saw him through a different lens that I never have before. And through that discipleship, I found freedom from my addiction. And after completing that program, 16 months, I became an intern. And I was able to take part in other people finding freedom from addiction in Jesus like I did. And it was so incredible to see people way worse off than me come in that lost everything. They lost their wives. They lost their children. They lost so much stuff. And Jesus changed their life. He brought the marriages back. He gave the children back to him. Everything. And so the biggest thing that I've learned over the last few years, what God has been speaking to me is that I am not here because of the things that I've done. The biggest temptation for me has not been the drugs or the alcohol. The biggest temptation for me is to believe that I had something to do with it. I had something to do with my restoration, but that's not the case. I did nothing to deserve to be here today. Today I'm married. I'm a missionary in Brazil. Also, I was in Asia. There's nothing I did to deserve that. There's nothing, nothing, nothing I did to be where I am today. It's only because of the grace of the Lord that I'm here today. It's only because of the grace of the Lord that I'm alive today. He saved me. He's the one that gets all the credit. And so what I wanted to share with you guys today is that that void that you're filling in your life, let's make it Jesus. Let's make Jesus the one that we run to. When God begins to restore your life, it's easy to think that you had something to do with it, that my newfound sobriety or my intimacy with God had something to do with it. And then I realized that Jesus isn't just putting me in his likeness, making me in his image so that I can be used in his name. I'm not just going to go out and do things in his name. That's not the purpose. The purpose is that he wants me to have a relationship with him. He wants me to walk hand in hand with him every single day. And I wouldn't want to spend another day without him. Living in the world and then living in the light with the Lord is completely different. And so I want to say, if you guys have ever struggled with addiction, if you need discipleship or maybe somebody that you know needs discipled, Call Adult and Teen Challenge at the Midlands in Colfax, Iowa. It's an amazing program. The Teen Challenge facilities are all over the world, but here's a number for Adult and Teen Challenge at the Midlands, the facility I went to. It's 515-674-3713. And I promise your life will never be the same. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. God places leaders in your life to help undergrid and direct your spirituality. In Renee Jacobs' book, A More Excellent Way to Cover Your Leader in Prayer, Jacobs' words empower the reader to be more effective intercessor for their leaders to stand in strength, power, and authority that God has called them in to advance His kingdom. Available on Amazon today. Whether you're a believer or not, undoubtedly you have questions. Do you want to know more about God, the material universe, Jesus, the Bible, Christian doctrine, morality? Nothing is off limits and there are no questions too big or too small when it comes to God. Solving God promises to provide honest answers to the toughest questions without compromising the truth, all in an effort to help you solve God. Solving God on YouTube today. Sean, how are you today? I am doing great. It's great to have you here. Sean, where are you located today? 
I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Were you born and raised in Atlanta? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's nice. I always say that um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like majority of the people that live here, they, they live somewhere else. <laughs> I always hmm. call myself an endangered species. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show today, Sean. And today you're going to share with us your book that you wrote, The Journey of Barbara Rose. And so I'm interested about what you're going to share with that. But before we do, can you just share your Christian testimony with us? Uh, yes, I, I, I would love to do that. Um, well, when I was in school, in elementary school, um, I was told I had a learning disability and I was placed in uh, special education classes. It, mm-hmm. Those classes are for kids who, um, who, are, who, have a slow, who are slow at learning or whatever. So I was placed in those classes or and so forth and I experienced a lot of ridicule from my fellow classmates I was told that um, I wouldn't go to college I was I was constantly being told I was dumb and stupid but I had a teacher named Miss Jenkins who who always told me and, and the rest of my classmates that that we were special. And each morning before we begin class, she would have she would have us say like these self affirmations, like I am special, I am awesome. I even remember she would have us reciting like these speeches, like um, from civil rights activists or whatever. And so that, as I look back over my life, that scripture where it says the the fruit of the tongue, the the power, there's fruit in the power of the, of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So I always give Miss Jenkins credit for, for that. And as I was going through that time, I I was also being sent to mainstream classes on a part time basis. And I had and I had a teacher. Her her name was Miss Miss Meredith. She kind of had issue with me. She would have me um, seat separated from her from her regular students. Yeah. And she even told Miss Jenkins that I will that I didn't have the ability to pass the standardized test, which the the county would would take every year. So I remember Ms. Jenkins giving me an, an intense um, study on on how to come how to excel at these standardized techniques and so forth. And then when I passed it, Ms. Meredith couldn't couldn't believe that I that I passed it, and she had issue with that. So I always, even when you excel at something, you're going you want to always have opposition. And then at the age of 12, I gave my life to Christ Jesus. I always thought that it was my works, that me being a good person would get me into heaven. But salvation is, is a gift. And, and then at that time, I discovered scriptures such as, I can do all things in Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. Um, and, my, and my favorite, which you probably saw on my website, 
uh, 1 John 4 and 4, where it says, great is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And then when I got into sixth grade, I made that declaration that um, I'm, my, I'm, going, I'm going to get out of special education class because I was, I was being, I was still being constantly ridiculed. Um, that scripture where it says, "Men revile you, speak all manner of evil against you." I was experiencing, experiencing that constantly. I was being bullied every day. But I had, but I was captivating a relationship with God. I was, I was captivating a, a prayer life, and and that. And that relationship and that prayer life has sustained me until this day. And when I got, when I entered high school, I was I was no longer taking special education classes. They never told me that um, I no longer had a disability. I was just no longer taking special education classes. I even got to a point where I was taking accelerated courses. Hmm, wow. And I was someone who was told, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not, you were never allowed to, you're not going to enter college. I even remember when I was told, there was one of my fellow classmates that was talking about, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to college one day. And, and, I, and I said, so, so will I. Hmm. And, and then they were, and they gave me this disparaging look like, you're not, you can't go to college. You're dumb. You're in that special education class, but eventually I um, graduated cum, cum laude from Grand Canyon wow. University. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I had some, I had some challenges with college algebra, which which I could like strangle the person who created mathematics. <laughs> uh, so um, so I'm just just grateful to, to God that that scripture where it says um, those who are I'm, I'm paraphrasing it's something about um, you're called according to his purpose mm-hmm. yeah so even back in elementary school I, I, I started I would write I would um, write poetry I won a contest I submitted one of my poems in the contest, and I won. Now, remember, this this was I was still in special education in elementary school, and I got a whole lot of backlash <laughs> for for winning the contest. They couldn't believe that that I won. Some said that I didn't write the poem. So now. For Barbara Rose, let's see. I started writing. I started writing the journey of Barbara Rose twenty plus years ago. Hmm. Yes. And so, it's it's one of those visions I had to truly complete. I'm like, I, okay, this it, it was about five years ago. I'm like, whoa, I've been working on this for a long time. I need to get this completed. Yeah the the journey of Barbara Rose. Can you tell us a little bit about this book? Uh yes. The journey of Barbara Rose is about a singer named Barbara Rose who is um, heavyset, who experienced worldwide success in the music business. She's a powerful vocalist. Then she 
um, gives her life over to, to, to God. She becomes a Christian and her, her life totally turns around. She, she experienced all the success the world has to, to offer. Yeah. And so what really inspired me to write this book was my love of music. So not, not only do I write, I'm also a, a singer and I've always been inspired by the music from the 60s and 70s. What particularly um, inspired me to write about a heavyset woman are, are singers such as Aretha Franklin, Etta James, um, Lulu Roman, Mama Cass Elliott. Those, those were um, heavyset um women who excelled yeah. in the music biz. They encountered obstacles, mm -hmm. but they still excelled. And the inspiration behind this, you said that it was 20 years in the making, and so you kind of got these inspirations from all these different areas, and you just kind of created this book. Yeah. Wow, that's really mm -hmm. cool. And how I came to Author House, who published it, one of my friends told me about Author House about a year ago, and I've just been toying around with, with other um, self-publishing companies that self-published the book. And then when this pandemic hit, I, the, the voice of God said, contact um, Author House. You're going to be offered a deal. I called them. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I left them a voice message. Then I got an email from them offering me 50% off. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I went so I went ahead, submitted my manuscript to them. They they're awesome to work with. Uh, I, I I encourage any up and, upcoming writer to contact them. <clears throat> they're, they're awesome. So you're you can order a copy from Author House, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll put some links in the bottom as well. You guys can click on that if you see. And so a little bit more mm -hmm. about this book. How do you think this book may be different than other books out there? I think what makes this book different, even though there there's some strong there's some strong content in the book. Um most most Christian based books, the 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 name of Jesus is mentioned heavily on each page. Um but this this book isn't even though the main character later comes to Christ later on in the book, mm -hmm. but er, but earlier in the book the character has a disdain against the things of God because she was she was raised in the church, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes in the church you experience church hurt, you you experience all all kinds of pain they're dealing with dealing with Christians. Yeah. And so, and, and it's later on in the book that Barbara comes into relationship with with God. A lot of people um, operate out of religion, mm. but not out of relationship. Yeah. And I think it, from what it sounds like for me, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, the kind of the journey of Barbara is that we, we have a, religious approach at God, and then later we create the relationship with him. And so, yeah, I think a lot of listeners and readers can relate to that. And how do you think that this book can benefit the reader? 
Um, I think about that scripture, what would profit um, a man to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Mm-hmm. Barbara Rose had all the success in, in the world, but it, but it didn't profit her that much. She, there was something missing mm-hmm. in, in her life. Also, I think about that scripture um, where, it's, where it says, commit all your works unto the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just several other characters in the journey of Barbara Rose who, who were gifted, but they lost their life. They, one character, she died of a drug overdose. Wow. One committed suicide. So I, I think if when you commit your works unto to the Lord, He, He'll be able to, to, to guide you. He'll be able to. So I think this book will benefit that people will get from purchasing yeah and so yeah it sounds like so she has all the applause the success the admiration of all over the world but she's still missing something there's still Mm -hmm. that void in her life definitely something a lot of us can relate to is that we we climb the ladder of success whatever we create that to be and we get there some of us never get there but we get to that place where we think and we're like wow this is really not it or you fall Mm -hmm. apart on the journey and then you turn to god and realize wow he's the answer he's that God-shaped hole in my heart that only He can fill. Yeah, that sounds awesome, Sean. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yes, and um, and that was and that was a place in in my life where I'm a singer, not only a singer and a writer, but also I'm an actor. And it they came to a point in my life where I had to to like really submit my gifts unto God. Mm-hmm. Because because things wasn't coming the way the way I had wanted it, I, I wanted to be in this station of life, and then I, then I realized, then I thought about that scripture where where Abraham and Sarah had to sacrifice their son. Do you love your son more than you love me? And we have to do that with 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 our gifting. The, the Bible says that we every, every perfect gift comes from from him Mm -hmm. and and then what and that our life is not our own and that we were bought with a price therefore we must honor honor the god with with these giftings that he gave us we can't there's plenty of people who want to become famous who they want the, the success of this world yeah exactly what do you think is your favorite part of the book sean my favorite part of the book is this character named Mr. Hellman's. He, he's not a strong he's not a strong character in the book. He he's almost like an angel of sorts. Uh he's he's uh in the book you you will see Mr. Hellman appear at the oddest places. Um one one point he's at a concert that Barbara gives. One minute he's at an audition singing on the street corner, and Barbara's like, "Oh my God, what, there he go again! Where did he come from?" <laughs> so he's more like a spiritual conscience for her. That sometimes have to send peoples and situations to to really get yeah. you back on course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my last question for you today is, do you think there's just an overall message for the readers to take from this book? What was your, your overall message that you wanted them to get when they pick up this book? Um, 
that your that your life is not your own. Like like I said earlier, and also it's it's what you do for Christ that will mm-hmm. last. Not not the the material stuff you attain, not the houses, not your bank account. Because in this in this, I, I think people are really seeing that in this pandemic. It's it's not the the houses that you have, not the cars that you have, not your positions. Yeah. We we tend to hide or or take glory in our mm-hmm. job titles, but it's it's, it's what we do for Christ Jesus. That, that will last. And that's definitely a place where we can all relate right now. Definitely. Whether you're rich, mm-hmm. whether you're poor, whatever the situation is, we're all in the same crisis. We're kind of coming out of it a little bit now, but there was for a, a while there where we were all mm-hmm. in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Sean, for being a part of the podcast today. Is there anything else that you'd like to speak with the listeners today? Um, yes. Um, I just want people to come into to knowledge of Christ Jesus is if you if you don't know him, the the Bible says in Romans ten nine and ten, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, then you can be saved. So I just want to encourage those who don't know him to 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 do that to to go to Romans ten nine to, to ten verse nine and ten. That's awesome. Well, thank you and. And if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer, that would be great. Uh, yes. Thank you. We thank you, Father God, that your, that your promises towards us are, are yea and amen. And we thank you, Father God. We give you all the honor and glory, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that your gospel continues to, to be transmitted all over the world. No, we, we don't have a physical building, but you have called us to be the church. You you told us that we're we're temples of your Holy Spirit, so I thank you, Father God, for for ruling and reigning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship podcast.